0: Lock,
1: talk, radio. Welcome to the Stephon Devereux uh, Show, We uh, get news, uh, interviews, uh, hot uh, topics, uh, music from around the world, uh, and more. Uh, now here's your host, Stephon uh, Devereux.
2: Uh, uh, uh.
1: Okay, there we go. Stephon Devereux, Stephon Devereux Show, Angry Kids, 20. Four Seven Radio. I want to thank you for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Oh my goodness, got a lot to talk about today. Got a lot going on. Uh, Do I want to start the show off with a regular rant? Because you know I can rant, I can rant, but I try not to these days. Try not to. Try to be good. If you want to hear me rant. We can, well, this is the perfect opportunity. This is the perfect show to do that. Not on the other Stefan DeVrillo shows that you can hear on uh, Mixed Cloud and, uh, and other outlets that we're on. But uh, this show right here, this is a pro wrestling show, and that means I can cut any type of promo I want to cut. Maybe yeah. let's just save it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show, people. Welcome to the show. You can see we're going to get into some stuff here, uh, some of the fan favorites, what they're enjoying right now, um, the whole internet community is talking about it, the whole toxic internet mark community is talking about it, as I say in quotations, the epic MJF CM Punk promo that what placed this past week on Dynamite. I'll let that breathe. Let it breathe. Now, look. I'm not gonna lie. I was looking forward to two gentlemen going at it. I was I was looking forward to it, just like every other wrestling fan in the business. You know, who cares about promos and cares about two, you know, great athletes who are great on a microphone and who's building towards something that could be special. Down the line, MJF versus CM Punk. But we knew the first promo was going to have to, you know, be epic. We knew. Now, look. I'm saying epic level of Hulk Hogan rock. Remember the first time they got in the ring? First time? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking epic Vince McMahon. Pretty much telling Steve Austin that, look, buddy, I gotta protect you as my champion. I gotta, as, I gotta protect you as one of my wrestlers. You're injured, Austin. You can't be in the ring. Blah, blah 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 blah. I'm talking epic. I'm, I can go deeper because there's another promo that I would love to bring up, but if I do, people would actually probably try to cancel me. But I won't do this. But anyway. But we needed something epic, something that was going to get the wrestling business talking again. Get it hot. I even go epic Scott Hall walking down them stairs back in May. I think it was May 27th, 1996. And he walked out on stairs and he grabbed that microphone and he said, Hey, yo, for the first time. I'm talking epic. That's what we were looking for. That's what we wanted. Let me tell you what we got from this promo. Now, we won't get into the fact that it was long. It was almost 20 minutes. I think the, the time was 15 minutes, 15, eight, 15 to 18 minutes with the entrances and so forth and so forth. It was long. Some jabs were thrown. They went after each other really, eh. I think... MJF tossed some harder jabs than CM Punk. It's just my opinion. Because some of the things that MJF was saying, well, boy, well, let's start with the the fact that he called, he said that dude, you I, I, you were straight edge, you look like a meth head, bro. Have I? Well, no disrespect to CM Punk, but I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm not gonna lie. But um, bro, you kind of looking like a thing right now, and I'm not talking about Bray Wyatt. I mean, you're sweaty out there. You look like a bum, like you just came off the streets of Chicago. And I'm not saying nothing bad about the guys who live in Chicago, the humblest the, the people out there, but I'm just saying, CM Punk, man, some of y'all looking better than dude, and he got money. I'm just saying. But let's be real. Look at him. I mean, go back and watch that promo. MJF was cool. He was calm. CM Punk was sweating like a daggone dude. Who knew he was about to get lit up? Lit up like Dave was about to. He was walking through a crowd of people. Well, here's a story. Back in the day, in a gang-infested neighborhood. nothing against the gangs, actually. Yeah, we got something against the gangs. Kind of pissed me off, but anyway. Lived in a gang-infested neighborhood. I knew which neighborhoods, not which parts of the neighborhood, not to walk through. I knew. I knew because I didn't want to be bothered. CM Punk looked like the dude who, he was sweating like, you know, let me just, I'm big and bad now. Let me go walk through here next to you. know, he was scared. He was scared. He was scared because he knew MJF was about to put it on him, B. MJF was about to put it on him. But anyway, CM Punk, man, come on. Bro. You, you, MJF got a point there. You kind of look like a meth head. That's another story. <sighs> CM Punk said something that was along with MJF because they kept using WWE references, but we'll get into that in a second. But he called him a a, a wannabe Miss, I think it was something like that, you know, like a, a wannabe Miss, bro. How was MJF a wannabe Miss? Let me tell you something now. Miss is my dude. All right, respect the Miss. Miss is one of those guys takes this business seriously, and that's why he's making the money that he makes MJF, that's not a bad thing if you want to call him a wannabe Miz but I don't compare them to, I don't think their, their characters really let's just be real let's just be real what Miz was a little, he acted as spoiled back in the day too, but it was because he was he felt like he was a Hollywood star already MJF thinks he's the best wrestler on the planet. Two different, two different scenarios. Be they what they, they 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 like to dress nice. I mean, I don't see what, what. Excuse me. So did Ric Flair. So you're going to tell me that the Miz was or Ric Flair was trying to be like the Miz too? Kelly Blanchard was trying to be like the Miz too. I mean, let's just be real. So what if they dress nice? Nick Bockwinkel. I mean. Bruh, it was just, it was dumb. Something else that got to me was he sat there and said that MJF would would have to marry Tony's daughter before he become a star, and Tony has to have a daughter first because he doesn't have a daughter yet, obviously. But and I mean, like, bruh, re- really? So you're comparing him to Triple H? Microphone versus microphone. Who's a better Mike? MJF, he's not going to need others to get him over like Triple H did. Let's just be real. Shawn Michaels got Triple H over. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, they got Triple H over. The Click, MJF, I don't remember hearing that he's a part of any Click. I mean, you're really you're comparing. See, the things that you compared them to were just stupid. In my opinion, of course. Maybe that's why your boss, from what I understand, rumors are he wasn't too happy about the promo. Because you guys kept bringing up WWE reps. Refer- and then what really got to me was the Mary and the daughter part. But they kind of had MJF, you know, was he cowering out a little bit? You know, did he. Who I mean, if they would have stuck one of the things like the MJF picture with CM Punk when he was a kid, if they had stayed, or I mean, because MJF tried to do that, how talked about, you know, CM Punk meant to him at one time. He talked about that. They stayed there, stayed with the with with MJF being on Rosie O'Donnell when he was a kid. They had stayed there. Instead of I was Manny, CM Punk wants to make sure people know that he was event in WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. I mean, let's just be real. It'll go into something I said to uh, someone, uh, a former WWE wrestler, and I said it, a former WWE guy who now works for TNA, or excuse me, AEW, and he sat there and took offense because we're not former WWE guys. They didn't make us. Okay, we'll talk about that later, buddy. Because your top star, the company that you're working for right now, that you said is the best company on the planet. Right now, Miro, Miro, these your top guy continues to reference the former company that he worked for, the company that made him a millionaire. But you don't like being called... A former WWE guy, and neither does that man. Or you don't want him to be called that either. You don't want Brian Danielson to be called that either. You don't want John Moxley. Then why the hell y'all keep bringing the daggone former the WWE up? Why? The biggest promo of the of the night of these two guys of CM Punk's return to wrestling to AEW MJF stage and it's the. They're bringing up WWE references the whole the, the whole promo, but guys like Miro are upset.
2: I can continue,
1: but why should I, Miro? Why should I? No one cares about your gimmick anyway. Oh, you look tough now. Ooh. But you was a clown when you first got there. So now you're supposed to be this big tough heel when you was a damn clown when you got there to AEW. Planning that you left you left the WWE as a clown, you go to AEW as a clown. But we're not supposed to sit here and talk about how you were a former WWE guy. Or how CM Punk. They weren't he's not a former WWE guy. John Moxley. Shoot. Well, actually, no, I can't say no because he's always on a daggone podcast bringing them up, too.
2: See what I'm saying?
1: Now, if I can agree with one thing with Mr. Tiny Khan, you know what? I'll be respectful today. I'll call him Tony. If I can bring up one thing that I agree with, and if it, the rumors are true that he was upset by these guys, continuously bringing up the wwe bro i'll agree with you but let's be real you lead the pack you know every single week you find a way to disc the wwe every single week you find a way to bring them up because you know you're always doing press you're always doing press bro why don't you let guys like MJF do more press for you? Let them, if you know if you're gonna bury the WWE, let MJF do it, because he wouldn't even think of trying to sign with the WWE after he buries them all the time like you do. But let's just be real, Mister Tony Khan. They're following your lead. If you went out there and said, "Look, guys, we're not bringing up the WWE." Anyone from the company, uh, Stephanie, Vince, Shane, Triple H, a wrestler, blah, 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 we're not bringing them up anymore. I guarantee you it would help your product. Overall, not just in the ring, but outside the ring because if I'm a press guy, I'm looking at you as a whiny little clique of guys who just doesn't want to stop thinking about the WWE. not like some broken-hearted old women. Bitter. Lost her husband twenty years ago. They can't find a man, another man. So guess what they're doing? They're continuously bashing the guy that they lost twenty years ago. It's been twenty years. Move on. That's why I respect Brian. I mean, like let's just let's just be real. Brian Danielson went out there, nothing but love and respect. Moved on. They don't got to sit there and continuously bash these guys. They did great for me, blah blah blah, moved on. But you gotta continuously do this? Um and you're wondering why. Yeah. It's kinda looking second rate now, guys. Second rate. But the promo was okay, just too long. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan Devereux, Angry Kids twenty four seven radio. Grant was okay. We got more though. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, yeah, we're gonna talk about something that really got me a little <laughs> Oh man, come on man. Chavo Guerrero, you the man for that. Uh Seth Rollins, internet mark or toxic idiot mark from the crowd, and we're gonna talk about that next here on the Stefan Devreaux show. Angry Kids, twenty four seven radio, we'll be right back. Saturday, December 11th. Join us as we celebrate 27 years of Pro Wrestling Express at the PWX Community Center, 2125 Beacon Street, McKeesport, PA. Featuring WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, former WWE Superstar James Ellsworth, and Pro Wrestling Superstar Alex Hammerstone. Reserve your tickets today at
2: www.prowrestlingexpress.com. How
1: to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested?
2: Hmm, it's
1: a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to How to Text a Guy to Keep Interested. for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there at How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested
2: You're
1: listening to Angry Kids 24 7 Radio. Angry Kids 24 7 Radio. Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24 7 Radio. We're back. Ooh, well, thank you for joining me. Oh uh, man! Before we get into My next topic here, some contracts are coming up in ADW pretty soon. (laughs) Can you imagine Kenny Omega in the WWE?
2: Could you imagine that?
1: Okay, let's just imagine. Just imagine, just having fun, even though, hey, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. You see MJF keeps pushing that, uh, you know, he's going to be the hottest free agent in a couple of years or whatever. You know, that deal, I like that. You know, hey, get it out there right now, letting people know, just in case. Hey, you never know. Somebody may come and hand them that bag. Vince, you never know. Impact may do it. MLW may do it. I mean, he was in MLW for uh, some time before he went to AEW, but that's another story. Stefan DeVos, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Oh, man, so it's been popping. These fans have been popping. Because at our last... Pro Wrestling Express show uh, Bud Cassidy went out there and tore into one of the fans and uh, he had the whole section the whole section uh, lit up they wanted to come at him so bad and I had an argument with one of the uh, the employees of Pro Wrestling Express um, and this person was telling me about security and this and that, how we need more security. And I'm like, "Look, well, we got the security, number one. And number two, we got Bud Cassidy. That's enough security as is. If so, if one of the marks decided to get, you know what I'm saying, a little ballsy, Bud Cassidy will knock him back off the thing. But that's another story, okay? Um, so it's just funny how that happened. And then, uh, you know, the Seth Rollins incident, you know, like right after that, a couple of days later, you know, Seth Rollins gets attacked a wrestling fan. And um, uh, I'm not even going to give that fan any type of props. We're going to talk about that fan in a minute because I just, you know, but here's the deal. You know, Seth Rollins was headed back, you know, after his match and the fan jumped from the audience and tried to beat him up and blah, blah, blah. Seth had him in a uh, chokehold for a second. Uh, then the referees came and took him away and, you know, got Seth off of, I and mean, got the guy off of Seth and it was, a, uh, got cleared up pretty decently. Uh, but you know this this fan, this toxic idiot Mark, is out here claiming to be related to Roman Reigns, and he was doing this for the family. He, he was doing, and he was he was there to help out Finn Balor. And oh my goodness, it was just so funny. I was cracking up when I seen because of course he did a video, you know, because you know now he's over. The guy's over now. Okay, so it's no different than what happened at AEW. People could say, Oh, see me, this is what it happens. Dude, this has been happening forever. It happens. It doesn't happen as much as it used to. The fans aren't as uh, rowdy as they were because, you know, they kind of, you know, have been told that this thing is a work, which, anyway. Um, but these guys, these fans, you know, you got you some who, who are, you know, toxic, idiot marks. I mean, that's just how it is. They're Tim's. And you just got to deal with it the only way you know how to deal with it. And that's just smacking them around a little bit. That's how we used to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, guy getting the ring, let's say he got, I've seen this happen before. Guy tried to go after Kevin Nash because the NWO was hot. Usually happens when the, the character, the heel is that hot. Where a toxic idiot Mark will actually try to jump in the ring or uh, attack the attack the wrestler. You know, the way that this dude tried to uh, attack Seth Rollins. You know, the people have been attacked in parking lots. But the thing about it was the wrestlers back then used to just pound the dudes. You know, now you were worried that they had a weapon. Yes, of course. You know, I was always in the back of, you know, a guy's head. Especially um, back before I got in the business. You know, there's been times where wrestling fans have tried to attack me. Dude, I did a show in Ohio once. I've done a bunch of shows in Ohio, but um, it was a fair show. I think it was maybe 98. Did a fair show for my man um, Mr. Backup. That was my dude, man. Mr. Backup. R.I.P., bro. In your face wrestling. Um, But trained with Mr. Backup, by the way. Damn, I missed that dude. Sorry. Uh, But we did a show for him, and it was a fair show, and I was managing uh, Big Neil The Real Deal, you know, uh, my mentor. uh, Seven feet you know, seven foot giant, blah, 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 blah. And it was me as his manager. So I'm talking a lot of stuff. Why? Because I got a dude who's seven feet tall. I mean, he's sitting, standing right next to me. Of course, I'm going to talk my stuff. I'm a six foot three myself. So we picked two big dudes, you know what I'm saying? Rolling down a day going our way. We, you know, at this fair show. So we had one fan it was a young dude and he would not stop. And of course me going out and I'm getting my heat. You know what I did? I pissed him off. <laughs> I did my job. So much to the point that where the kid followed me and chased me all around the damn fair. Security was trash back then, of course. Um at this fair show. Um so I've been there before. You know, I didn't have to get physical with the dude because Neil eventually came and, you know, handled him for me. But I didn't have to get physical with the dude. Um, uh Mr. Backup did too as well. Um thing about it was it, it happens. It happens. These toxic idiot marks, they think that they can, you know, beat you up because, you know, you're, you're entertainment. Well, dude, we know how to fight, bro. Like, I don't know about some of these new kids, but back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could, you had to know how to fight if you was going to get in this business. I'm sorry. That's just how it was because you just never knew if it was going to be one of the guys in the ring or if it was going to be one of the fans. Now, you had more trust in the guys in the ring, of course, and I was never a wrestler. I was a manager, but I had more trust in the guy popping me in my head, popping me in my face. You know, so the fans can you know pop and do their thing and be happy. Um, but I never, I, I didn't have to worry about it except for one time. But that's another story. Um, other than that, you know, the fans you you were more worried about the fans. You know, because the fans were kind of crazy. So I mean, I felt for Seth. I felt for Seth a little bit. I'll be real, but hey. It comes with the territory. Now, is it, you know, do you want it to happen? Of course not. But if you get an opportunity like Kevin Nash used to do, or, you know, some of those guys, the old school guys, when the guy got a mark out in a ring, he got pummeled. He got, because you wanted to send a message, bruh, try me again. Try me again. Or try us again. And it wasn't just the, the one, it was the referee, the ring announcer, like everybody got involved. They all wanted a piece of the, a piece of that pie, man. It was like 10 kids coming in on a Thanksgiving night and there's only one pie and they're saying, come and get it. And everybody's coming to get that pie. Oh my goodness. It was so good just to get a kick and stomp it. I'm not saying that. Okay. I've done it, but still, I mean, it happens sometimes we've got to protect ourselves, you know? It's like what, what happened with Bud Cassidy, but I'm pretty sure Bud was able, would have been able to handle himself. Bud's one of the toughest guys we got out here, you know. Um, now you worry about lawsuits and so forth and so forth, but I got to worry about protecting myself. You just put them in a position, pop them in a the face one time, they hit the ground, or, you know what I'm saying, you worry about something happening to them that way, but that's why you grab them up and just choke them out for a minute. And so, and that's why, Seth, I'm not mad at the way Seth handled that. Chavo Guerrero was, I think. Chavo said something about, you know, back in the day, you know, he remembers a time where the uh, the wrestlers were tougher than, than the fans. And it, some of these days, I kind of, I feel what Chavo is saying, you know, and I think he tweeted that out at, before he, the, the all the footage came out. And that was the footage of Seth, you know, grabbing a dude up and choking him out a little bit to make sure he couldn't do nothing else. You know, Seth said he was afraid, dude. What, are you, what was you afraid of? You know what I'm saying? You're a professional wrestler. You're an athlete, bro. What are you afraid of? Afraid that he could have had a weapon or something? Okay, I'll get. I'll, I mean, but a lot of these places, I think, got like metal detectors anyway now. You know, I, I'm, I believe maybe it's just in the hood. Who knows? But I mean, I just didn't understand when he said he was afraid um, when TMZ caught up with him. Um, but today's wrestlers, it, the mentality is a lot different now. I get it. I get it. But let's just be real, man. Come on, dude. You gotta protect yourself and you gotta protect the business still. Cause you gotta send the message that this guy can't come another guy can't be stupid enough to come up and do it again. You know, that's why it's that's why that's done the way it's done. Protecting yourself and the business. It's no different than going back in a day where, you know, uh if a wrestler got into a fight with a with a mark at a bar and a wrestler lost, goddamn. Bill Watts fired you, and people can complain about that now. You know, because we got ain't too close to. But Bill Watts fired you. Why? Because they you're supposed to protect yourself and the business. I can't have you getting beat up by some fan outside of, I mean, inside of a bar. And the fan go out there and tell everybody in the you know in the world, yeah, I beat up such and such. And now we got camera phones on our camera now and social media and so forth, bruh. I'm surprised I don't see more of that today. I really i really am really, surprised. But now the fans are just marching out. They just want to get pictures and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it kind of makes sense that we don't see that much of it today. But still, you know, it's totally a different time, man. Totally a different time. I just don't get it. You know, I, I just don't get it. You know how these these fans are still trying to jump in the ring. But, I, hey, you know what? Let me shut up. Let me shut up. I do get it. I do get it because we're doing our jobs. Seth Rollins did his job. Bud Cassidy does his job. Terry Funk did his job. You know, Kevin Nash did his job. Other The hundreds and hundreds of other wrestlers who had to do their job when a wrestler got in the ring, or I mean, excuse me, when a toxic uh, idiot Mark got in the ring and they had to pound that dude. They beat him down beautifully. <sighs> I miss the good old days. Wish we can go back to that just for a minute, just for a minute, just so it could be broadcasted live more, you know, because nowadays they just cut away from it when a fan does that. I mean, like, dude, you got to show it on TV. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. Show those other fans. You say, don't don't try this at home. Look, that's your thing. Keep showing this. Don't try this. Don't be as toxic internet mark or idiot mark and try this. Jump in the ring on us, man. Because you going to get hammered. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> F1 Devereaux Show, Angry Kids, 24-7 Radio. Man. Hey, I just had to get that out. I'm serious. I had to. Um, you can agree. You don't disagree, whatever, you know. I'm just saying. You know, I understand why Chavo was upset. You know, he might have changed his opinion after he seen the full uh, video. But as of right – you know, at the time when – when it was going viral, I mean, they didn't show the full video. Yeah, dude, I would have been a little ticked off, too. Yeah. But uh, speaking of someone being ticked off, oh, man. Telling you, I, I tried to tell you people, that new Ric Flair podcast, Woo Nation Uncensored, gyms every week. And I cannot wait for the gym that we're going to talk about next here on the Stefan Devereaux Show because, man, Ric Flair's hot. <laughs> he hot. But, uh, oh, man, I can't wait. But you're listening to the Stephon Deverell Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio, we'll be right back after the break. Saturday, December 11th. Join us as we celebrate 27 years of pro wrestling express at the PWX Community Center, 2125 Beacon Street, McKeesport, PA, featuring WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, former WWE superstar James Ellsworth and pro wrestling superstar Alex Hammerstone. Reserve your tickets today at
2: www.prowrestlingexpress.com.
1: How to text a guy to
2: keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question
1: many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. It's a new course that she has put together, and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there at How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested.
2: You're
1: listening to Angry Kids Twenty Four Seven Radio. Angry Kids Twenty Four Seven Radio. Stephon Devereaux. Stephon Devereaux show Angry Kids Twenty Four Seven Radio. We're back. Hey man, I told you. Told you this is gonna become my favorite podcast out right now. In their future, and like I'm serious. And I love Ric Flair. I told you I love Ric Flair. I love Mark Madden and the gems, the jewels that are being dropped by this man, this legend, this WWE Hall of Famer, this pro wrestling hall of famer, this icon, the nature boy Ric Flair. Oh my goodness. Give it up for my man Ric Flair. Yeah, let's give it up. But dude, man, I'm telling you. So Ric Flair says that he's not going back to the WWE while Nick Kahn is in charge. That is, I'm sorry. That is interesting. That is, this is the first legend to come out and say anything negative about Nick Kahn. This isn't someone, you know, one of the, the trainees or excuse me, not trainees, one of the, the guys who were on a, uh, the NXT level, you know, this isn't the, the C level, uh, Meg cart guys you know the guys are being who are being released right now no no this is not even one of the top name guys like bray wyatt braun strowman Rabat. oh my fault <laughs> yeah Rabat. yeah Rabat had the nerve to say anyway yeah no you know i'll wait i'll wait because i got it down for later on but this is rick flair Senate. he won't go back to the WWE while Nick Khan is in charge. Now, here's some things that came out of this interview, or excuse me, this podcast that re- I'm telling you, you need to go listen to Ric Flair Woo Nation podcast, or Ric Flair Woo Nation Uncensored. You need to go check this out. The new one hosted by Mark Madden. These guys. So, Ric Flair said that while he was in a coma, the WWE was literally trying to Take away his intellectual property. Like, are you serious? The Man's on his deathbed. At the time, we thought it was his deathbed. Remember, Ric Flair was really sick. He gets into deep, you know, goes into detail uh, on a show. But we thought the man was sick. We thought the man was possibly dying, and that the WWE. Was trying to take his intellectual property, and he said he doesn't blame Vince. That's that's the thing that, you know. But I, I get it. Vince is in charge of a multi-billion dollar corporation now. He cannot oversee every little tiny thing. Now, something like that to me is not tiny. It's not tiny at all. It's not small, man. Ric Flair's career, his legacy. But I get it. It is like Disney. They want to own every character that comes on their screen. You know, they got pay-per-views with Ric Flair and that's outside of the wwe i'm talking nwa awa things like that i mean shows with this man has been look i get it but on his deathbed come on man come on man thank goodness the champ kicked out but i think he blames tony khan or excuse me nick khan i mean speaking of tony khan he said he wants Tony Khan to, to, to be the one who does the tributes and everything when he is gone. AEW, he's not even, he, he doesn't want the WWE to do anything for him anymore. And that's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, obviously Nick Khan doesn't respect him, but I don't think Nick Khan respects – I don't want to say this and sound, you know, but I, I get it. He's an agent. He was an agent for years. His job was to do what was best for his client, get Bayless's agent from the TV show Undisputed. But his job was to do what was best for his client. Right now, his client is the WWE. And if he feels that owning Ric Flair's intellectual property was what was best for his client, then he has to do it. If he feels that getting rid of certain members, certain uh wrestlers and talent off the roster and it was going to be best for his client, he has to do it. That's just who he is. He's an agent by nature. You know, He's this is what he does. He does what's best for his client. I understand he's upset. I understand, dude, they came out coming out your family while you're in a coma and they want to, I get that. But you got to understand Nick Khan's job. That's his job now. It's no different than your job being the greatest wrestler of all time and still being looked at as the greatest wrestler of all time. While you're on this earth, your job is to cement that legacy. So when you're gone, we can continue to say that you're the greatest, you were the greatest wrestler of all time. And I think the WWE would actually be the best place for you or for your legacy to be because it's the WWE, that's what they do. You know, Look at Mickey Mouse and at Disney. Can you imagine another company getting Mickey Mouse? Just be real. Now, I'm not saying that you are Mickey Mouse, and I'm not saying that, that the WWE created you. I'm not saying that. But you said it yourself. They helped put you in a position to where you're in now. What did you say? Dude, you're making $69,000 a week on your podcast, or you made $69,000 the first week of your podcast. You might not want to be telling people that that of way. You know, you got the IRS out here, but I'm just another story. But you said that. I mean, you're 72 years old now. What are you supposed to do? I know you said you got offered $100,000 to wrestle. Let's just be real, Mr. Flair. Let's just be real. You're 72 years old, man. And I know you said it yourself. The pain threshold is very high. Still 72 years old. I know you said it yourself. The best place you want to you will want to leave this earth in the middle of the ring. I get it. But you can't be mad at a guy like Nick Kahn for doing what's best for his client. Your agent will do what's best for you as well. It's just that simple. It's business. It's business. And that's all due respect. See, I ain't never telling you what to do, Mr. Flair. You got to do You know, but I I tell people, man, look, you got to go listen to this podcast. That podcast, uh, Jeff Jarrett's podcast, as well. Um, You know, Eric Bischoff's podcast is growing on me a lot uh, recently, past few months. Um, I love listening to everybody. Know I love listening to Vince Russo stuff, um, Jim Cornette stuff. Um, The only thing that gets me mad about Cornette is that when he finds a way to to take shots at Vince Russo, come on, bro. I mean, it kind of makes me look like too. Maybe you're the one who was, you know, who can't let it go. Maybe you're the one who's who can't grow up because man, it's kind of childish now. Let it go because he doesn't talk about you no more. But you know, I still love Cornette. Cornette's my dude. I hold grudges too, so I can't even be too mad. <laughs> but you know that Rick Flair podcast. I think there's something special there. Um, hopefully, you know, he does it. You know, uh, and continue to, to do it. Um, Got to give, you know, got to give him credit for even opening it up like this, you know. But we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, I just, I, I think it's really awesome, you know. I would love for Hulk Hogan to get a podcast. Hogan needs a podcast. If Rick got one, Hogan needs one. I'm sorry. Hogan needs a podcast as well. If he doesn't get a podcast, I'm going to be really upset. So I would love to hear some of Hogan's stories people can say whatever they want about Hogan but come on man you know it's like I, I think that's why i'm not so into the kurt angle podcast because kurt angle's podcast doesn't uh you know go into the olden days of the the 70s and 80s you know when the the i know the attitude there is looked at as a uh the a golden age but my golden age is the, the mid 80s you know uh growing up and watching uh all of those companies th- World class and WWF and NWA and Memphis. You know, I was so blessed here in the city of Pittsburgh uh, to get the type of channel that I got that had these these shows. You know, um, I had shows like that. Oh, my goodness, it was just so awesome. Be able to see those things. You know, miss those days. Wish more kids was able to do that. But you know, you, know, so you got the internet. You got YouTube. You can find you know a local wrestling organization. Anywhere now, uh these days. And goddamn it, dude, there's a backyard promotion in Australia. That's getting more views than some of these companies out here, and that's pathetic, bro. That is pathetic. You know, that's another topic for another day. But anyway, uh like I said, I want you to please go check out that Ric Flair podcast. Please check it out. I don't even need to have you I don't even need to beg you to do this. Uh it's an awesome podcast. Like I said, he's dropping jewels every week and um you know, I think we got, you know, hey uh, guys, Conrad and the boys, uh, got some competition. Mm, series, you got some competition. Jim Cornette, you guys, you got some competition, man, because he's coming with some heat. And this is Ric Flair. Everybody wants to hear what, the, you know, the champion says. This is Ric Flair. Everybody wants to hear what one of the greatest promos ever says. And the guy still cuts promos. But anyway, Stephon Devereaux angry Kids 24-7 Radio we're going to take a quick break When we come back We'll get into some news and some notes And we're going to get into The PWX 27th anniversary show I can't wait All the information that you're going to need Matches and so forth We're going to get into that right here On the Stuff on Show Angry Kids 24-7 Radio Saturday, December 11th Join us as we celebrate 27 years Of Pro Wrestling Express At the PWX Community Center, 2125 Beacon Street, McKeesport, PA. Featuring WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, former WWE Superstar James Ellsworth, and pro wrestling superstar Alex Hammerstone. Reserve your tickets today at www.prowrestlingexpress.com.
2: How to text a guy
1: to keep him interested?
2: Hmm, it's
1: a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. It's a new course that she has put together, and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to How to Text a Guy to Keep Interested. for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there at How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We're back, people. Oh, my goodness, having some fun. I told you I love doing a wrestling show. It's like I love doing my music show. You know, you can always check that out on the Angry Kids 24-7 Radio page. Uh, that's angrykids247radio.com. Um, or you can check us out on Mixcloud. Yes, we're on Mixed Cloud. My uh my music show, Stefan Devereaux show. Got a couple of Stephon Devereaux shows out here, but hey, we're just giving the people what they want and what they need. Um Entertainment, baby. Entertainment. Entertainment. Uh but you can check those out. You know, all of the information is in the description, of course. But uh again I want to thank you for joining us. Ah, man, got some news and notes. I want to get into before we talk about the PWX 27th anniversary show. Can't wait for that show, man. Cannot wait for that show. It's coming up in 13 days. Yeah. But anyway. So, let's get into the news and notes here. So, AEW Dynamite the night before Thanksgiving. Dude, they're 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 they're, they're not even getting 900,000 right now. Um it is up from last year. I think the final number well, the overnight number was like eight hundred and eighty thousand, something like that. I mean, excuse me, eight hundred and fifty thousand, something like that. Could be wrong. Could have wrote that wrong. But um but still it's not over nine hundred thousand. Um I know it's the night before Thanksgiving, but as I keep trying to tell people, it doesn't matter. Wrestling fans will watch wrestling no matter what time it's on, as long as it's as it's good. They don't care. They will watch it as long as this show is good, man. Understand that. Understand that. ECW used to be on in the middle of the daggone night, and people, and they drew ratings in the local markets they were on. Why? Because people wanted to watch the show. It's not hard. It's not hard to understand why the ratings aren't going over with the 1.4 number that you had. Was it 1.5? Was that your highest? That's why it's not going or even sniffing that number again. And so you guys understand this, Mr. Kahn. Please, Mr. Kahn. Anyway. Hey, this want something. I, I wanna, look, I don't know. I don't know. There's some things you can do, but no one wants to hear it anyway. Let's go to my next. Topic here because I'm gonna get mad about the ratings tonight doing that, but uh, so Cody Rhodes, he really needs to turn heel, man. But hey, I got a feeling, I got a feeling that Cody may turn heel, but it's not gonna be for a while, a long time, and it may not be in AEW at all. It may be in the WWE because I, I hear his contract is up, but that's another story. It's another story. But the fan, uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, he has a—he takes his weight belt off and he tosses it to the audience for a, one lucky fan to catch it. Well, a lucky fan caught it, and that lucky fan threw it back.
2: <laughs> yeah, B. <coughs> Excuse me.
1: It's getting bad. It's getting bad out there for my man, Cody. It's getting bad out there, bro. Just do it, man. Just turn heel. But he doesn't listen. The fans are begging you to do this, but you don't want to do it. I don't get it. The fans are the ones who dictate this stuff. You know, we're supposed to just drive. It's like an Uber car. We're just supposed to drive them where they need to go. That's all. It's all. That's all. I don't need the Uber guy telling me, you know, or anyway. I'm going to save that for next week. Really, I am, because I'm going to get into that next week. But anyway, uh, fans are telling him that they're begging him to turn him and he won't. Um Like I was saying earlier, Ryback says uh, that he won't go back to the WWE unless Vince is dead. Like, bro. Dude, Ryback, the WWE doesn't even want you back already. I mean, now, bro. Now, you know the little Twitter thing that you put up? You know, asking the fans where you should go and they all say you should retire? Yeah, dude. Just retire. Nothing against you, bro, but just retire. The fans, they don't even like you anymore. I don't even know the fans ever liked you at all. But that's another story. So I don't see him ever going back to the WWE. Uh, even when Vince is gone. Just saying. Go to AEW. Go to Impact, please. You're a big guy. The business still needs big guys. So, hey, that's what you call yourself, the big guy. But I don't think you can do that in you know another company. Anyway... Miro was out here crying because, you know, he uh, he did an interview for the Zaslow show and he sat there and he was upset because he's he doesn't like uh, himself and guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and Moxley being called former WWE wrestlers. I got into this earlier, but look, bro, I'm going to say this again. What the hell do you think you are? Where did you get your biggest break? Where do fans recognize you from? Sure as hell, it's not AEW, but that's another story, Mr. Miro. Maybe you'll learn. Maybe you'll learn. You're not a superstar, bro. You didn't make yourself into this uh, to a superstar. You were given an opportunity. You took advantage of it. I'll give you that. But, bro, if you weren't given that opportunity, where would you be today? Thank you. That opportunity was given by the WWE, your former employer. Uh, anyway, let's get to some more happy stuff here. I can't wait. December 11th. Yes, Saturday, December 11th. Go to Com, and that's express spelled with an X. But go to Com. get more information on the huge huge December 27th anniversary, excuse me, the 27th anniversary show for pro wrestling express. Uh, I just can't wait. December 11th, uh, bell time, seven o'clock, Twenty one twenty five beacon street, keys PA one, five, one, three, two, get all the information there. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, you can also go to, um, get in the description, get the address and so forth and so forth. Uh, All the information you need on the website, but I'm just going through some of these matches here, bro. I really I'm really excited about these matches. I know. I can't wait. But um we got Ampo to Destroyer taking on RK Sawyer in a kendo stick match. Sorry, R. K. But you're gonna get pummeled. Um we got Shadow the Clown taking on Ram. Ram. Dude. Now I really don't know who I like in this match really because these are two tough SOBs and I wouldn't get in the ring with either one of them. I would have a bunch of security if I did uh, surrounding me to make sure I can run, you know, once my security distracts the guys. But anyway, uh, that's going to be a heavy hitter match right there. I can't wait for that match. Um, We got the $200 cash app challenge. J Rue gets one more shot at Superior G. You know, the past two opportunities, J. Rue's come up short. Superior G's found a way to win, keep his $200 into, in his cash-up account. But, hey, one more chance. Superior, If J. Rue wins, he gets $200 delivered to his cash-up account from Superior G. Which is going to be interesting because I'm afraid that, that Superior G is uh, probably going to win this match because the dude finds, you know what? I don't know. Because J. Rue whoops ass, bro. Let's just be real. J. Rue, he, he, he beats a dude down. You need to go and watch those PWX shows on our Facebook page uh, to see that. Like, I'm serious. J. Ruby be smacking dudes around. Like, And Superior G has been one guy he hasn't been able to beat. So we'll see what happens uh, on December 11th at the 27th anniversary show, of PWX. Um, also, we got in a return match, um, Sinborn featuring Lilith will... Take on Chief Thunder Bear. Thunder Bear will defend his newly won PWX Heritage Championship in that match. Remember Thunderbear, uh the last show, we crowned a new uh Heritage Championship. We retired the television championship that Sunborn had and uh you know, crowned the, the new Heritage Championship. Um and Thunder Bear won. Chief Thunder Bear. Yeah, it's been a good month for Thunder Bear. Um but also, we have my man, MLW superstar, Alex Hammerstone, taking on Big Trouble. Uh, dude, Big Trouble seven feet tall. He's seven feet tall. Alex Hammerstone is probably the... I'm going to put it like this. Just go to check out the, the poster. Go check out the poster on our website. And you'll see what I mean. Alex Hammerstone is a built dude. This match right here, yeah, this match right here is going to bring some uh, people. um, Probably females, you know, besides me. I mean, I bring the females. Okay, I'm lying. Anyway, but uh, that's going to be a big match too. Uh, Alex Hammerstone taking on Big Trouble. We also got an eight-man tag match. Um, Aaron Connors and Gus the Gardner. They're going to be teaming up with Ricky. Morton and his son, Carrie. Now, uh, Connors and Carrie Morton, you know, they, they met down a lot uh, back in a day somewhere on a show and, you know, struck a friendship and Connor needed some help. And he called, you know, Carrie uh, and Carrie got his dad. So let's just be real. This is going to be popping. I can't wait for that. They're going to take on sugar, Steve flash and TJ Sykes along with black magic and people. Yes. DJ Sykes and Sugar Steve Flash, they have a little past, you know, some history together. Um, so that's going to be good. I'm, a, You know, that's going to be a great eight-man tag match. In their main event, uh, former WWE superstar James Ellsworth is going to be taking on Joshua Kavad, the regent heavyweight champion of Pro Wrestling Express. He's the man. You know, he went out there and he did what a lot of people didn't think he was going to be able to do, and that's defeat O'Reilly Chambers. He defeated O'Reilly Chambers buried a rally Chambers and um we haven't seen a rally since. But uh Joshua he's on his his tour, his mission to restore the legacy of Pro Wrestling Express. And um you know it's gonna be an exciting match but he takes on former WWE superstar James Ellsworth and um man I can't wait for that main event. But uh wrestling fans we're gonna get out of here. Stefan Devereaux shangri Kids Twenty four seven radio wanna thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next week.
2: You're Kids twenty-four-seven Angle Kids twenty-four-seven